With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Isaiah, let me ask you a question. Have you heard about Anchor by Spotify? Nah, what's that? Okay, let me give you the rundown. It's basically the easiest way to make a podcast. It gives you literally everything you need all in one place. Do you want to know how it works? Yeah, tell me all about it. Okay, well, Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start recording today. You don't even need any fancy software or anything like that. Whoa, we got to get on top of that ASAP. Right? And there's still more. You can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify, with a single tab. Anchor is also the only place that you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. What? I'm on Spotify every day. Let me log on real quick. Also, with Anchor, creators like us can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. I'm going to download the Anchor app and check anchor.fm and start today. Hello there, super villains and superheroes. I, your host Isaiah, is here for the very first episode of the Marvelous Duo podcast. Yes, we have finally green launched our Marvel slash DC slash whatever the hell you want to talk about comics wise podcast. Very excited. Um, we literally just came up with the the title a couple minutes ago, and I love it. So, hi, I'm here with my co-host in the first time first official time as a silent podcaster uh jake schwartz he you might have heard him on the anime clubs uh pokemon ranking we did a few months back but jake is now a full-blown silent podcast member very excited to be doing this with them jake how you doing bro i'm doing so great i'm so happy to be talking marvel there's three things i love in this life and it's eating sleeping and being a marvel fan so i'm so <laughs> excited to be here and chat with you and chat with the silent nation Yes, sir. And you know, th- this this is an interesting dynamic, I think, because I I've always put this off as I wasn't sure which person to really do this with. But um, when you auditioned for Sonic Podcast and your whole pitch was like, 
I'm into superheroes. We need to do something with this. I was like, finally. So, you know, I'm hype. Um, as we spoke beforehand, so you're definitely, um, you're a fan of both, but you're more into like Marvel, which is awesome. I'm, I'm definitely like a huge fan of both sides of Marvel and DC, but I myself, I'm more into DC. So I think this brings a whole lot of opportunity for some cool conversations. Um, but for you, out of curiosity, I mean, it could be from either universe. Uh, what's some of your favorite like heroes, some of your favorite villains? Uh, let's start with heroes. So, I mean, who are, who are some of your favorite heroes? I think my favorite hero based on the Marvel Cinematic Universe would actually be Scott Lang's Ant-Man. Um, okay. I think his themes are so clear-cut, so simplistic that it makes for a beautiful story. He, he's always been a family man. That's all he ever wanted. He, he wanted to be a good man and a good father to his daughter. And that led him to steal the Ant-Man suit to begin with, thinking it was money so he could pay child support for Cassie. Um, of course, that didn't end up happening. Um, and he went on this whole crazy journey. But if, if you think about it, if you think about it, he in the events of Endgame, right? He was sent into the quantum realm. You send the quantum realm, he comes back five years later, he sees his daughter, He's but instead of taking that time with her, he goes to help other families, to reunite other families, because he knows his is there, but he could still help other families. And I also think... He, I'm totally rambling here, but it gets me so excited. Keep to going, talk you're about fine. Um, I, I, I also think he's a reflection of the superhero fan because he's a fan of the people around him. Like he'll he walked mm-hmm. up to Captain America and he's like, "Oh, you're, you're shaking my hand. I'm shaking your hand too long." And he like feels his biceps, <laughs> and he looks up to these people. He literally looks up to them as Ant Man, small, but also metaphorically looking up because he wants to be like these heroes. But who came up with the idea for the time travel? Who came up with the idea for the time heist? It was Scott. Ant-Man. Scott did. Mm -hmm. And isn't it a little fitting that during that final battle, everyone had to physically look up at Scott? (laughs) I think it is a beautiful moment, and that is why Ant-Man is my favorite. What about you, my man? God, uh, first of all, great synopsis for Ant Man. You know, we I, I grew to love Scott Lang um, over the the I would say the cinematic universe because I wasn't really too hip with them um, within the comics. But uh, I he definitely grew up on me. I, I think uh, I, I enjoy that his two movies are kind of like their own little thing because I mean Ant Man one and I mean Ant Man two. Honestly, they're kind of focused on Scott, which not a lot of MCU movies do because they always feel like they have to tie into something. Which, I mean, eventually Ant Man three, when we're finally going to get this introduction to Kang, will be really like the first Ant Man focused movie that like has more to do uh, with with like other heroes because obviously you got to tie in the quantum realm. Uh, you got tying Kang, who obviously is being set up to be the next big bad guy for the MCU. So I'm, I'm really excited, but I enjoy him a lot. I, I enjoyed him in uh, civil war and game great character all around. And uh, definitely he's a, a dope hero. Um, for me, uh, I did not have him as like my favorite hero for a while. Like, like I kind of jumped around uh, for a little bit. Like flash was my favorite for a little bit. Um, I, you know, I eventually, got big i want to say into uh green lanterns and iron man and all these people but this is a cliche answer but batman for me i love 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 batman um i've been spending the past i want to say two months really just watching a lot of the animated properties uh like uh young justice or batman the animated cartoon or batman beyond i've been watching a lot of the movies uh which i'm sure we'll have a podcast strictly dedicated to like every single robin that there is but the bat family so dope i I love every single like sidekick he's had and he has the best villains with like joker and killer croc and riddler and all them he it's just so awesome to see like this normal guy I mean, obviously he's rich. I mean, that you could call that his power or whatever. But this normal guy just, like, beat the crap out of everybody. He can fight Superman. Uh, he, he's just awesome. And I, I just love uh, Batman. I love Batman Beyond, who, I mean, I know that's not uh, Bruce Wayne, but 
I mean, you know, I, I love him anyway. I just, I love it, everything about Batman. Cliche answer, but I don't mind. So. Yeah, no, Batman is legendary. He's iconic, and there's nothing wrong with saying Batman is your favorite. But here's my question for you. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite portrayal? My fr- so are we talking cinematic? Let's let's start with cinematic, uh, yeah. So this is a hot take. I don't, I, I don't know if it's a hot take, but I really like Robert Patterson. Um, just saw the new movie, and I, mean, I know it's just year one Batman, but I really enjoyed his Bruce Wayne can use some work, but I, I really enjoyed his his version of Batman. It just I, I enjoyed the detective side of it, and maybe give this credit to the director and the writers or whoever. But the story where he's it's basically like a game of cat and mouse with Riddler. That it didn't need much action for me to be like really hooked in. I just really thought it just showed like him trying to figure out a mystery, which we see a lot in the comics. But I mean, no shade to like Affleck and Christian Bale and all the, but like we really just kind of got like the comic booky, uh, you know, fighter uh, Batman where I. We obviously Patterson gave that to us, and, and he was very violent. I loved it. Like I shout out to the the whole penguin chase scene and all that. But like, oh my god, like, I really, it was awesome, man. But I really just love to see like him and, and make his mind work. You see, he still has anger issues with the stuff with his uh, his parents getting murdered, and um, seeing him in in uh, him in Alfred's relationship in that movie was really awesome as well. Uh, I forget the name of Alfred's actor, but he was he did an amazing job as well. Um, but I, I enjoyed Patterson a lot, and I don't know if this is like an impulsive uh, take, but I really think that he's my favorite right now. Um, how about you? I mean, do you have a, a favorite Batman out of here? I do. Uh, first, Andy Serkis uh, played uh, Alfred in uh the batman he also played Gollum, and he also directed venom to let there be carnage yes fun facts for days yes um <laughs> i think before i say my favorite batman i want to talk about something that i think they did absolutely right with the batman okay. um i i think that's a such an amazing film i i loved pattinson's portrayal um and it's gonna sound like a goofy thing i liked the makeup um and i know that's <laughs> like a silly thing but like every batman has put makeup over their eyes when they use yeah. the mask. But it magically disappears when they take the mask off. It didn't for Pattinson. Mm-hmm. And it's a small detail. It's a small thing, but it grounds it in realism, which is what so many comic book movies desperately have been trying to do and been failing at. Um, as for my favorite portrayal of uh, Batman, I will give it to ben affleck and i know that is a wild answer thank you no it's not <laughs> because i go back and forth Affleckator, go away continue i'm sorry <laughs> you're good i have gone back and forth between uh pattinson and affleck but i really just love the jaded older batman who's so tired of your bullshit he's just like god i've seen too much I'm getting old for this. And just that scene in Batman vs. Superman, he's talking to Superman, and a girl walks by, and he's like, oh, she's pretty. Sorry, bad habit. I'm like, that's Bruce Wayne. And, like, you're, you're such a douchebag, but I love you. Um, And I think he has the coolest suit. He's physically imposing. Yeah. And he's just fun to watch and to root for. I think points against him because he didn't get his own movie. But that's not really his fault. That's a certain director who will remain nameless's fault. Dun, and, dun, dun. Uh, then we were gifted with Pattinson, who I think could grow in to be my favorite. Um, but those have been my top two. Yeah, I, Ben Affleck, until Patterson came out, was actually my favorite as well. Um, I feel like he gets a lot of hate um, for things out of his control. And, yeah. you know, it's... It, First of all, his suit, I think, is the best suit, is the most accurate. I agree. Um, in terms of, like, a cartoony, comic-y, but still, like, t- 
take him serious. I think he does a fantastic job. Uh, you know, I, I forget which rendition they're, they're going with. Um, but even with his fights, like in the opening of Batman vs. Superman, he's very violent, um, breaking arms. Uh, I'm pretty sure he killed some people uh, in in the beginning of that movie. I was okay with it. I mean, like, there, there was a point in time in the comics where he just kind of went off the loose end and started doing some dark stuff. And they're, they're going with older Batman this time. And I was yeah. I was okay with it. Um, a lot of people hate on him. I think a lot of people are kind of stuck with the nostalgia of um, – of uh, uh, Christian Bale's, which I, I'm sure we can talk about in a second as well. But I, I like him. Um, I think he unfortunately is in the universe with like, uh, like I, I mean, no shade to Leto, but like I don't care for his Joker as much. It's not horrible, but I don't think it goes well with Affleck's Batman. Like young Joker with older Batman doesn't really mix. If they were like the same age range, then maybe, but like doesn't really mix. I actually thought that his relationship with uh, Margot's Holly Quinn was was really cool. I even if it was for a few seconds, I thought it was interesting. Um, Jared Leto. If he, no, uh, no, no, um, no, uh, bat, bat, if Batman oh, okay. with 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 Harley, like if they had like more scenes, I thought it would have been interesting. But uh, we we didn't get to get much of that. I mean, it's okay. Uh, I'm curious to see how he does with the next Flash movie. Um, I'm I feel like this is going to be the last one with him. But like, I feel like. If if I was a DC executive, I would be doing so much. I would be like, all right, if we don't have Affleck as our Batman, let's do a Batman Beyond movie and then have him as older Bruce Wayne. Perfect role for him, in my opinion. But they're obviously never going to do that because they got to copy and paste the same story over and over and over again. We have to keep getting Joker movies. It is what it is, whatever. Oh, um, you mean Joker but- musicals? Yeah, sorry, so, so sorry. Yes, <laughs> um, I'm curious to see what what is so. What is your opinion on Christian Bale? Because I think it's interesting. Uh, Batman and Spider Man, and we can actually talk about Spider Man after this. Uh, I think they have the most interesting conversations because there have been so many different variations of them uh, with movies. How, I mean, how do you feel about Christian Bale? Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait before I give my opinion on him but how do you feel about his battle let me start by saying i really like christian bale as a performer i think he's a very talented actor and i'm so excited to see him as gore the god butcher that being said and this is a problem that the mcu just had with doctor strange in the multiverse of madness if your mm-hmm. lead title character is getting outshone by the villain it's a problem you yeah. have some of the most iconic uh, iconic villains in the Nolan trilogy. You got Joker, you got Bane. You, like, you, you, you don't remember Batman's arc very much. I mean, how many people remember that Christian Bale trained with ninjas at the beginning of that movie? I forgot. Um, and that's a pretty pivotal plot point. Also, I do not like his Batman voice. I think it's too scratchy and gruff. And uh, Kevin Conroy also said he didn't like the Batman voice. So, you know, if Kevin Conroy is insulting it, then it's something. That being said, are they bad movies? No. Do I enjoy rewatching them? Yes. I just think, and I think Christian Bale does a good job. I just think he's probably the least interesting character. I, and this is kind of my lead in with uh, Spider-Man. And obviously, uh, you know, there's Adam West and all that. I just chose three of the most recent Batman. So, uh, shout out to the other Batman actors. But I feel like because yeah, they're watching. <laughs> I feel like anyone listening to this, if because there's people with strong opinions. The the way I feel about uh Bale's Batman is is kind of the the same way I feel about Toby's Batman. I don't know if this is a hot take, and we can get it. Toby's Batman. I'm, I'm Toby Spider Man. Sorry. I'm think, so excited to hear this because I got strong opinions on Toby. Oh, we, I'm, we can get into it in a second. I, I just feel like with Bale and Toby, I feel like they're both... <laughs> they have the best universe. I think they have the best villains. They have best supporting cast. I think they have the best everything. It's just unfortunate that they're not the best parts of their trilogies. You know what I'm saying? I think uh, Bale's suit is the worst suit, unfortunately. It looks horrible yep. looks like to me a uh, paper mache uh, I, I think him as an actor he's not bad 
uh, I just think that he could be a little bit better. Um, you know, I, I I didn't care much for like his his uh, portrayal as Batman in comparison to the other ones. I, I just he was completely outshined, as you said, uh, specifically to um, who am I thinking? He Ledger, is, is that right? Oh, yes? rest in peace. He Ledger completely killed the role. Um, I think uh, I don't know who did Bane, but Bane was awesome. Um, uh, Tom Hardy, just, did. Tom Hardy, the guy who is now playing think, Venom. Venom. <laughs> I just think that he just he gets outshine, and I don't know if that's I don't necessarily think that's his fault. I just think that uh, the writing on those characters are awesome. Even even um, Harvey Dent, Two Face, amazing job. I think he he did great. I, you know, I just, I just don't think Bale was the best part. Of, and that's also coming from, and you're going to hear this on many episodes, I'm sure, of this podcast. I'm, I'm a huge biased fan of villains over heroes. I love villains. I'm, I'm a huge fan. That's um, interesting because I'm more of a hero guy. So I think you and I have ah, a lot of debates on this. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's awesome because let, let's get into this. So I wanted to cross over with Marvel a little bit since we just uh, talked about three recent Batman. Uh, there's only three Spider-Man uh, minus like Miles Morales, but out of Peter Parker's, there's only three Spider-Man to talk about. So I'm very interested to see what, what's your, your ranking of Spider-Man and why. All right. Um, let me start by saying I've had this ranking for a while. This is not okay. influenced by no way home. Uh, okay. And this may upset some people. The bottom of my list is Toby. I think Toby is the weakest actor. I think he had the least exciting Peter Parker. I don't buy the story of him losing his powers because of an existential crisis in Spider-Man 2. (laughs) And I agree that he was outshone by his villains. Except in Spider-Man 3. Uh, Well, Harry Osborn kind of did, but we don't talk about Harry. Um... (laughs) But Green Goblin was so good that they made him the main antagonist twice. And then Dr. Octopus was so good that they made him a hero 20 yeah. years later. Awesome. So, He's awesome. Um, no shade to Tobey Maguire because I'm sure he's watching Marvelous Duo Episode <laughs> 1. Um, but I, I, I don't find him as compelling of a Spider-Man. And that leaves our two British Spider-Men. Uh, Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield and it is tough it it, it's not a blowout like it is for some people but I have to give it uh I give it to Andrew Garfield as my favorite um for those at home I'm a high school teacher I teach high school theater and watching Andrew Garfield is like watching a master class in theater and the way he acts is beautiful a he puts so much heart and emotion when he could just phone it in and get a very similar result no he gets everything he puts mm-hmm. his gar fussy into that and <laughs> i just learned what that meant i'm hip now um no shade to tom holland uh i think he does a very good job i think no way home he killed i think homecoming it was a little reliant on the adults in the movie and yes. far from home i was a little underwhelmed by but i thought the mysterio sequence was really cool no way home he really comes into his own and so i know that was the first one of those movies that i really enjoyed zendaya's performance in because i thought she mm. killed it no way home she's awesome but andrew garfield as a spider-man is exactly what i look for in a perfect spider-man what about you mr eight ball bangers so i have i want to say almost the same exact one as you i think uh i love nostalgia i love toby but i think he's number three um the same reasons i said for bale i just think he's completely outshined by his villains um they're just uh i i care more and remember more moments involving Green Goblin, Doc Ock, Venom, um, Sam. I remember them so much more than Toby himself. Like his best moments, uh, in my opinion, all come from like his fights with villains and his dialogue with his villains. So 
no, you know, no shade. I think he has the best uh, city to work around with because it's it's not always bright. There's like this. Uh, I, I don't know the name for the the filter or whatever, but it's it's not dark. It's not light. It's just like yellow. Like it's uh, it's step something like that. It, it's just like that the whole time, and it just like it feels different. Like just the aesthetic of those movies are awesome. Like I think you can throw any Spider Man in that movie, and just with a good villain and I no way home kind of proved this to me with a good villain, you can get a good movie. So, you know, um, I think, uh, so, so this is tough, right? I think I'm going to say they're equal to me because I think Andrew Garfield is my favorite version of Spider-Man. I think, uh, not even no way home. I think in all of them in general, like he's always like, just like the comics, he's witty. He's always talking crap to the villains while he's fighting. I think he has the best suit, actually, as well. Oh, my God. Wise, suit. Oh, my God. The suit's awesome. I just think that I, I like how joke and funny he is. I, you know, I think he's awesome there. I think his Peter Parker's a, a tad big week, though. Um, and that, that's unfortunately just because of the direction of the movie. They let them just, like, improvise a lot throughout those movies. And it just kind of got awkward dialogue with both Amazing Spider-Man movies at points. Um, uh, I'll say, I'll say because the director, I believe he directed 500 Days of Summer before this. This was, mm. that was his big, uh, Mark Webb. It was his big breakout. Yeah. So he was really good at the rom-com aspect of it between uh, Spider-Man and Gwen Stacy. Um, yeah. But some of the dialogue, I agree, was a little corny. It was a little, it was a little awkward. It, it, it has its moments, you know? Yeah. Um, even with, with his dialogue with Harry, too, it just kind of got a little weird at points. I'm just like, Ugh, you know. Um, There's but, only one Spider-Man or woman. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, like, sure. what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> but I still think he's the best Spider-Man. And I think, to- uh, I think Tom is actually the best Peter Parker. I don't think he's the best Spider-Man. I think he's the best Peter Parker. Um, I did not care for his version of Spider-Man at all until No Way Home. I think... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think... In, in Homecoming and Far From Home, my biggest critique for those movies were, like, they're way too reliant on Iron Man lore, way too reliant on Tony Stark. Um, like, what, the first movie? Oh, you're just fighting these guys because uh, Tony Stark took their jobs. The second movie? Oh, you're just fighting this guy because this guy got laid off by Tony Stark and you gave him his glasses for some dumb reason. Um, you know, just, like, I didn't care for Tom because it felt like you can't have a Spider-Man movie without like all this Marvel influence. And I mean, that's how the MCU is, but like, it didn't feel like his movie, you know? So I was really bothered by that, but far from home, it's not a perfect movie. Obviously I love it still, regardless of for what it is, but I think he, uh, he finally gets to like get in his bag. Like this is focused on Peter Parker. Uh, I was scared at first when the trailers came out and seeing that, like, um, Electro got, like, uh, uh, Stark uh, technology, and I saw Doc Ock, like, was getting the nanotech. I was like, not again, not again. But now they, they, they were completely fine, in my opinion. Like, I, I, I loved seeing him being in a dark state. He was depressed. Uh, he was willing to kill. He, he wasn't pulling his punches. I just thought he did such an amazing job. And I love that they finally gave him the chance at the end of the movie um, to, like, start over. No more Iron Man technology with his suit. Uh, no more... Uh, like, it's unfortunate that they made me hate the Iron Spider. They kept it way too long. Like, they shouldn't have made it, like, his day-to-day outfit, but they did. Yeah. Uh, but... But him as Peter Parker was phenomenal, in my opinion. Um, I actually felt like I was watching a teenager instead of a grown man playing a teenager. It was I just enjoyed him a lot. So uh, it'll, it'll go Tom. I want to say Tom. I, I enjoy Tom over. I think he's a better overall, over, um, all around Peter Parker. But I'll say Tom, Andrew, and Toby. Uh, but yeah, you, you know that, that's an interesting take. We we kind of like we're around the same. So my um, question for you is and this is a topic that i'm genuinely curious as to what you think on because i've thought about this a lot where do they go mm-hmm. for the next spider-man movie what, what do you think the move is so i watched this youtube video it's too good to be true so i don't think they'll ever we, be- I, I think we might have watched the same one was it with craven it was yeah it was a craven he did like a fan write of uh yep, of, uh, fanboy rewrites 
uh, that, that was good to talk so about dope. that. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would love to see. So first of all, I the reasons why I said it's good, too, too good to be true. I think Sony's really about to drop the ball. Um, like, like I'm very concerned for the future of Spider-Man movies because right now it's in a weird spot where Andrew allegedly doesn't want to come back and do any more. But I feel like if you throw a, a check in front of his face, he'll come back. Like, there's no way he's not going to do the role uh, if you if you give him, like, a lot of money. So, I mean, he'll do it. But even if they don't, let's say he doesn't want to do it again. You brought uh, Vulture into the Sony-verse for no apparent reason. It didn't make any sense how he got there. And now he is trying to make a Sinister Six with Morbius, who... If you watch his movie, it doesn't make sense for him to want to fight Spider-Man either. He doesn't seem like a bad guy. Um, and Venom, who eats people, so I'm not going to call him a good person, but he's not. Outside of that, I mean, he's like an anti-hero. So it's like right now I'm, I'm concerned. Uh, I feel like Craven is a good starting point for an actual villain, but it's like uh, it doesn't make any sense for them to want to fight Andrew. Um if, if it made more sense, in my opinion, the only two alternate routes you can go with is either make a force Spider-Man, which I don't want them to do, or uh, this is where I feel like they should do, and I'm kind of rambling on. I'll get back to the point in a second. I feel like Spider-Gwen from the Miles Morales series, this should be her universe, and then bring in Miles, and then that's an easy tie-in to where she comes from, and all these people still want to fight a Spider-Person. So, I mean, there you go. Anyway, it, this is why it gets difficult to talk about this, because there's a Sony-verse and then there's an MCU. So with the MCU, I do think it will be interesting for them to tie in the Kingpin series, but it's like, because uh, Kingpin is a villain of Spider-Man, but and they're both in the same area, but that's more Daredevil's territory now that Daredevil's here. I don't really want to see a joint Daredevil and Spider-Man movie. I'm not sure how it would really go. Um, uh, there, there's still the Venom symbiote that's still in the MCU somewhere. I don't know how or what they're planning for that to be honest with you i'm i need to just say i need to say that is one of my least favorite post-credit scenes in all of the mcu was venom being in hawaii just getting drunk and then teleporting right back i thought that was such a waste and such a tease for nothing like sure the venom symbiote will be there and maybe it, it might lead to a crossover eventually but there was a perfect opportunity they didn't do it and i want to i want to touch on the sinister oh sorry oh go for it go for it i want to touch on the sinister six bit um i understand why adrian tombs the vulture uh and venom are going to go after spider-man venom if you remember when he gets transported and at the end of Mm -hmm. let there be carnage he licks the tv screen he's like that guy and yeah i think there's a connection there that we don't realize um and well they said a hive mind it's a hive mind so he remembers so basically they remember any like variant of venom knows the knowledge for other venom so he knows the spider-man 3 venom version of himself and remember when he tapped in that information he was like oh, this is that guy who killed me in a different universe. I want to kill him now. You know, th- that's what that was. And he's, and then at the end of the movie, he says in that shitty post credit scene, uh, well, I might need to go see this Spider-Man. So he teleports back. I think he's going to go looking for Spider-Man in the next movie. I think Andrew Garfield, there's a strong chance he's in it. Um, yeah. And that being said, that's why it makes sense for those two. Morbius was a clusterfuck, and I think we all know that because it's Morbin time. Um, <laughs> Craven, Craven will be interesting. Um, I think they got a good actor with Aaron Taylor Johnson, who has finally getting his chance for a lead role in the MCU because he's been up for so many superhero roles, not just in the MCU, but in DC Comics as well and Sony. He was up for, if I remember correctly, Iron Man, Superman, Spider-Man the second time. Uh, um, He was up for Shazam. He was up Mm. for... I was about to say Shang-Chi. No, he wasn't. Um, (laughs) uh, Thor. He was up for basically anything they consider... Like, that's a white man he was up for. And he finally got Quicksilver. And then... Oh, nope, he's dead. 
Um, but and he was up for Batman too. Like, so I'm happy he's getting it, and you can tell he's gonna give it his all. But the uh, it'll make sense that he's after it because he's a hunter. And then they're introducing El Muerto, I believe his name mm-hmm. is the boxer played by Bad Bunny, who's been in yeah. two. El Muerto has only appeared in two comics. I I see them dropping the ball big time, and if they drop the ball again, I don't know what happens. And it's like, I feel like it would have just made more sense just to make him take part in uh, Far From Home if they really wanted to do a Sinister Six and just give him that sixth spot. You have a tie-in with Toby because the the Venom symbiote knows Toby, and it would have also made sense just to nick that in the butt so you can stop this crazy crap that Sony's planning but now I'm like I'm, I'm afraid because my first initial asp- uh, uh, opinion was that if you look at the Amazing Spider-Man uh, post credit scene for the second movie yeah. um, they were already setting a, a Sinister Six I was like alright I mean Rhino uh, I was like they already have a Doc Ock in his universe yeah, if you know the, there's there's Venom like I'm like all right this could work if they were carrying his back going because Morbius seemed to have aspects from that movie but it, they kind of got rid of that so I don't know if this is still in the same universe as Andrew so it's like all right like now it seems like Vulture is the one to be making the Sinister Six now and their options don't look good they got Vulture Morbius Venom okay I'll get around it Craven is the fourth Okay, I'll get around it. Madam Web, mm, I don't oh, know yeah, if about Madam Web. You know, and then Bad Bunny, like, like I'm just like, all right, are you guys just kind of just like uh, picking at the 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 remains of the what's left on the plate? You know, like I don't like the direction. I didn't think Far From Home was going to be the movie where. I mean, No Way Home. I didn't think No Way Home was going to be the movie where we got Sinister Six because I always saw five. I'm like, Venom's not going to be the six. Uh, um, I, I'm, I'm still very confused why they brought him to the MCU to begin with. It just seemed like they wanted their own Venom story, but they didn't need to do it. Um, apparently, in early drafts. Apparently, in early drafts, he was included in the final battle, but they, they felt it was. It. Well, you see, I disagree. I feel like they shouldn't have brought him over at all. Um, because a, if he shows up in the final battle, it's out of nowhere. It it gets very crowded. Is it a cheering moment? Yes. It's a wild gasp moment, but, um, if they don't bring him to begin with, and then they allude to something in like a post credit scene, they have like, they have like him just in his universe and like connecting because of the orb or whatever. Um, I mm-hmm. think there's a way to do it. I'm not a screenwriter, so I don't know. Um, also, apparently there was like a, a cut post credit scene of Andrew Garfield going to Gwen Stacy's grave, which I would have much mm. rather had that than the multiverse of madness trailer that we got two days later. Oh, so if this is that, I totally forgot there was a Gwen Stacy in that in the Andrew verse. I, you can't even do Spider Gwen if they bring Andrew back. Ugh, annoying. Anyway, yes. Um, I'm just like, and here's another factor that a lot of people aren't thinking about. I, I feel like Multiverse of Madness really just showed that like you can have like these cartoony characters to come in. I feel like uh, the Miles Morales series is really setting up a live action version of Miles. And I think a lot of people think it's going to be like a new one. Like I'm like, no, it's going to be the one that we've been seeing in these movies. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, I, think, I think literally you're giving him a, a multiverse movie, two multiverse movies in a row. Um, Miles Morales, the, the movies that are coming out soon, the the Spider Verse movies. I think they're setting him up to come into the the MCU at some point, or the Sony verse, probably the Sony verse since you know it's a Sony product. But it's like. I'm I'm very scared that they're going to mess this up because I think he could be a really good like portion of the live canon. But it's like Sony is scaring me with the direction that they're going in right now. I don't really know what their plan is. I don't think they know what their plan is. So like it still doesn't even make sense why Vulture's in the Sony verse right now. In my opinion, it's kind of like an ass pull. Um, 
But you know what? We're going to go with whatever they give us because, you know, it's Sony. We're going to watch it anyway. But it's I'm, I'm very afraid. So I have a confession to make. I have okay. not seen Morbius yet. Yeah, um, I mean, it's... I no, was, suppo- I was uh, supposed to take my girlfriend to see Morbius. Okay. And then we were driving there. She was reading reviews. And she said, I am not paying $12 to see this shit. And I was like, I will pay for you. And she's like, no, the fuck you won't. We're seeing everything everywhere all at once instead. And I said, okay, why you're my favorite. Um, <laughs> so I have, see, not, I have not seen Morbius, but I've seen the post credit scene and I know it looked, and I saw the scene with crap. Matt Smith dancing. Oh God. See, see, look, Matt Smith so is such I a chose... good actor. God. Yes. Yes. See, I chose a random day. To, to go see it because I was off work. I'm like, whatever. Oh, by the way, Matt Smith in that movie was terrible. He's a good actor, but he was horrible in that movie. Anyway, so I I chose a random day to go see Morbius and I was the only one in the main theater because I went during the day and I was like, oh, cool. Like, I can be loud and do whatever I want. I saw the movie. So I left it feeling like I didn't mind it. I, I thought that people were blowing... A little out of proportion. It's not as bad as people are making it, but it's bad still. Um, but it's like uh, my issue. I left the movie with the, with the opinion that my issue with the Sony verse is that they're making these these villains into anti heroes essentially, with the yeah. expectation for them to all become together as a villains group to fight Spider Man. Um, Morbius in my opinion right now, has no real reason to want to fight Spider-Man. He, he doesn't seem like a bad person. He just seems like a guy going through a really tough time with, like, this disease right now. And it kind of seems random that he wants to fight Spider-Man because of freaking Vulture. Um, and then Venom, I mean, I guess if his symbiote wants to fight him, then I guess it kind of makes sense. But it's also very random for him to want to fight Spider-Man when he has, like, freaking uh, symbiotes coming left and right for his head right now. Um, yeah. I'm sure the King of the Symbiotes is going to be set up for one day because I think they're going to make a third Venom one day. Third um, Venom's already uh, in development. Friend. I think they're going to start it. develop uh, the police officer at the end who randomly got infected with toxic. Sort of symbi- yeah, toxic. Um, yeah. So that's that's in the works. Maybe he's a villain. I, I don't know. I thought that movie was way too much in too little time. See, Toxic in the comics, he's uh, he's kind of like a child, and you kind of lead him a certain, a certain direction, and he eventually turns to, like, a good symbiote, okay. but this is Sony, so I don't really know what they're doing, because they're making a lot of hero, they're making a lot of villain characters into, like, anti-heroes, so, which I'm, I'm afraid to see Craven because Craven's not a good person, Yeah, and it's like, how are you going to make a movie of Craven? It's like, all right. Marvel should honestly, if you want to take these villain movies, just do what they're doing, what DC's doing with Joker. Just make him a straight bad person from the beginning to the end. Like, that's all you got to do. Make the, the viewer feel bad for them. Like, show them hit the lowest of lows and then show why they're doing the bad stuff. Everyone's going to love the character at the end of the day. I love Joker. I thought uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker movie was freaking Kill. awesome. Because, like, you watch this guy just completely hit rock bottom and you don't agree with what he's doing, but it's like, eh, all right. I mean, I get it. You know, like I don't like it, but I, I, I have sympathy for the character, but I leave Venom in Morbius. I'm just like, Hmm, like this is kind of corny, you know, like I, I don't know. So I'm, I'm iffy about it, but, um, we'll, we'll see what they have planned. Um, so, Jake, to close out our first episode, the last thing I want to ask about is uh, what are some Marvel or DC movies that you're really looking forward to that or, or plus series or, or uh, uh, HBO Max series, since those are those are a thing now. Um, what are you really looking forward to that's supposed to come out soon? Um, you know, I'm really excited for Ant-Man 3. I know I talked about being a big Ant-Man fan. I'm excited for Guardians 3. Uh, I'm excited for Blade. Oh man! Oh yeah, that's gonna be. Awesome. But I think there are two that stand above the rest, for, or three that stand above the rest for me. One okay. is Deadpool three. 
Oh wow, I forgot about because, that. Okay. Uh, directed by Sean Levi now. Um, Deadpool interacting in the MCU with the R rating, I think, is going to be so much fun. Um, yeah. Number two, Fantastic Four. I think this is going to mm. be the time they get it right. And I can only hope they keep John Krasinski as <laughs> Mr. Fantastic. That has been my dream casting for years. I saw it. Then he turned to string cheese, and I want more of it. And finally, <laughs> I don't know if this movie's going to happen. But the big one that I really hope happens is Secret Wars. I think we're all all the comic book fans are super oh, hopeful that it'll happen. I think if it does, they're bringing back Toby, they're bringing back Andrew, they're bringing in everyone they can. And I think there's a perfect way to substitute the Beyonder with Kang the Conqueror. Uh, I think it would be one of the most magical cinematic experiences around. I'm excited for all those, specifically Ant Man. I'm re- I'm just so freaking hyped to watch Kang in the, in a movie, man. Like uh, Loki season one's like final episode, I was freaking mind blown. Okay, oh my God, so yeah. I I'm just so hyped to see Kang the Conqueror, like an actual villain version of Kang in a movie. I want to see what he brings to the table. I'm afraid that Scott's going to get killed or something and then just leave his daughter to carry on his legacy. But because um, honestly, if you look at it, the only uh, previous heroes that are really kind of operating is like Ant-Man, uh, Hawkeye, and then Thor. So I'm just like, Ooh, Doctor Strange. are they going to keep? Oh, Doctor Strange, too. True, 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 true. But I'm just like, I'm curious to see what they do with him. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical about a Young Avengers right now, but I think they they could do it right when they finally give the kids uh, a platform to like not be mentored by someone. Um, I think Miss Captain Marvel, mm, sorry, Miss Marvel is our, our first example of what a solo uh, kid uh, property could could work out. Because um, I mean, shout out to Kate Bishop and um, uh, America Chavez and all them, but they were all mentored by someone. So I'm yeah. I'm I'm enjoying Miss Marvel, which I'm sure we'll talk probably on the next episode once more episodes come out and develop. Uh, but I'm I'm enjoying those. So I want to see Young Avengers. Um, the the Marvels movie has a lot of promise as well because I think we're going to get more Nick Fury content, and that's what I'm really excited to see. I really love Nick Fury. We've gone way too long without seeing Nick Fury in an actual movie since uh, He's it was his a own show soon, which uh, Secret Invasion. That's going to be awesome. Like Secret Invasion, another thing I'm really hyped to see Secret Invasion. I'm, I'm, we have not seen Samuel Jackson for so long, and I need him on my screen. So, and I'm lastly, uh, I'm, I'm afraid but excited to see the next Black Panther movie, um, because yeah. God, the delays have me so freaking worried. Obviously, you know, uh, we lost our Panther, and I don't know what they're going to do. I'm sure they're going to just make Shuri the next Black Panther, which I'm okay with. Um, but, you know, the whole worries with uh, the vaccination and all that, you know, they kept putting things off. So I don't know what they're planning on doing, but I hope that they figure it out because I think that Wakanda Forever can either make or break a lot of future movies. Uh, yeah. So we're going to see how that goes. But that's it. That is the end of the first episode for The Marvelous Duo. I'm very excited. I had a lot of fun with this recording. I, I hope you did too, Jake. I think this is going to be a great uh, great podcast over here for Sonic Podcast. I, I'm so excited. Thank you for having me as your co-host. Thank you for watching. Yeah. And I don't know what platforms this is on. Why don't you tell them, Isaiah? <laughs> Well, first of all, uh, thank you for watching and listening on wherever you're watching. I know this is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other fun stuff. If you're interested, please leave a review, a five-star on Apple Podcasts. We can do that on Spotify now. That is a new feature. Uh, leave a review. Tell us how you like it. If you have any questions, tag us on Twitter, which we will plug in a few minutes, um, and all that other fun stuff. We appreciate all the support. And uh, if anyone has any uh, requests to come on as a guest, let us know. Uh, we, we're, we're taking guests. This is going to be a, a fun freelance podcast, so it's going to be a different topic every week. Um, but yeah, Jake, where can people find you? What you got going on? 
You can find me on Twitter at Jake Goes Online because I love to go online in my free time. That's what we do here. And you can find me tweeting about all things Survivor, Big Brother, Marvel, or just whatever pops in my daily life as a teacher. <laughs> all right. And like usual, you can find me at 8 Ball Bangers on all socials where I'm probably ranting about reality TV, the 76ers, or anime or music. Um, and uh, you can find me not only uh, here on Talent Podcast, where you can watch all these other cool stuff, um, but you can find me here specifically on Marvel list duo that's a that's a new thing um you can find me on the big brother podcast uh since uh big brother 24 is coming up soon um and you can also find me over here uh we just start told drama uh we we have our told drama podcast with sabrina as well as uh, me and mark levy which we're recording tomorrow our new movie podcast so i see your face if you want to guest on the total drama podcast you're rather welcome um and then lastly since i got all this stuff to plug now you can find me not only on a purple pants podcast with bryce isaiah once a month doing a purple pants playlist talking about music but you can also find me on rob has a podcast talking about music on aux court approved and big brother i have all this stuff to pop plug now it's annoying but i I got it out the way. But until next week, the Marvelous Duo will see you. Have a good one. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.